Hi, and welcome to My Gaming Academia, a podcast where we discuss gaming as it relates to psychology and sociology. My name is Reza, aka Sprint Speed. I'm Javon, aka Jay Stoney. And I'm Eric, aka Hysteric. And on today's episode, we have two guests, streamers Cobes and Sundabu. So, Cobes, would you like to start off with an introduction about yourself? Sure. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Cobes33. Uh, I mainly stream FPS games like Valorant. Uh, we also do some just chatting, and uh, Soong, me and Sung built a, a a pretty wonderful, wonderful twi- small Twitch community, and it's been uh, an awesome, awesome blast. All right, cool. Thanks, Copes. Uh, Sundubu, would you like to go ahead and give a little intro about yourself? Hi, I'm Sundubu. My name is Hugh Yan. Um, my Twitch name is a combination between my last name and the Korean tofu soup, so Sundubu. Um, and I started streaming last year in April 2020, um, mostly streaming TFT, but um, I branched out to streaming all sorts of games like Valorant, Stardew Valley, GeoGuessr, and really just everything. I'm a variety streamer. And yeah, created a wonderful community with Coves um, and met os- lots of awesome people. Awesome. And this is episode 14, PogChamp, What Makes a Streaming Community? Hence the reason why we've brought on board a couple of awesome Twitch streamers themselves. So I think when we're kind of entering into this topic, one question to ask ahead of time is, how do we define a streaming community or a Twitch community per se? Okay, I'll, I'll go first here. So in my opinion, a community means that, you know, you keep seeing kind of the same people on a daily basis. Uh, like for instance, I, I stream Monday through Friday and uh, pretty much the same people come to my stream every day and not just my stream, but we support all the uh, streamers who, you know, come by and, and say hello uh, we mm-hmm. go to their streams as well. So I think that natural friendship and the reoccurrence of people coming to your stream on almost on a daily basis, per se, um, contributes to the community aspect, not to mention like we start to learn about people's lives, you know, off stream, outside of streaming, et cetera, um, and just learning what type of person they are overall. And as a result, they kind of become more so even friends. And you just kind of move on from nice. there. So like that familiarity of the mm-hmm. kind of one-to-one relationship. 100%. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. It's like the same people that come to your streams. And then even if like not on your stream, but in somebody else's stream, you'll still see the same exact people and like still say hey to them. And like even not on Twitch, on Discord, we'll hang out and talk and watch movies and just like sit there and chill and like it just feels like a really big friend group that's what the community is nice how do you think that's different from maybe like a community that takes place maybe on twitter or if there's like uh the team fight tactics subreddit i know that's a game you mentioned uh do you think twitch has like uh differentiators or like advantages or disadvantages there compared to some of the other sources of people interacting I feel like it's just the way you hang out because as a streamer, you're the one talking and then everybody else is in chat and versus like on Reddit, you're like on like a 
like a post and then everybody comments and it's just like a different way mm. of interacting but okay. i don't think like it being live it sounds like yeah uh-huh yeah, yeah. Like live interaction mm-hmm. like like there's there's a sense of realism i would say because like when you write something like on reddit for instance right and sometimes you're being sarcastic people might not get that feel from you but as people are watching you and they see every movement you make. So if you say something sarcastic, they're going to see it on your face, for instance. And, and it's <laughs> oh, just yeah. a, it's just a sense of like them understanding and seeing you and accepting you for who you are as they're, you know, as they watch you and stuff. It, it's a really interesting dynamic, I would say. Okay. So also like a much deeper connection. Personal, more personal. Yeah. More, uh, more nice. personal. So along those lines, right, because like last episode, we discussed kind of gaming communities within the respect of more specific, like a genre such as uh, with our specific example was speedruns, right? So those are kind of more in a sense, the they're also live action in a sense where it's uh, more interpersonal communication because like you're going to the same events, you're talking to the same people, also being streamed and such. How do you think? streaming differs from stuff like that because it sounds like the aspect of streaming is like there's that like immediate live interaction but we can also get that in cases such as like again speedrun community or like javon and i like to talk about the fgc and such what do you think that twitch really brings to that fold in terms of like creating a culture and community and those kinds of things I would also be curious of Javon's perspective here, because I know, Javon, you've talked in previous episodes and, you know, outside of that a lot about your, you have a really deep connection to the FGC community. And a lot of that is not live streamed via broadcast platforms like Twitch, but there's obviously a really strong community for like um, Mortal Kombat or Tekken or what have you. Javon, have you seen differences there? Or like, how do you think that relates I think um, the FGC prides itself of being in person for a lot of things. So the community really uh, grew by people's inclination to play games uh, together, whether it be at someone else's house. Uh, There's also pictures, documentation of folks setting up an entire CRT set outside. And people were just like playing uh, I think Street Fighter or Tekken, like outside on like a street corner in New York City. But uh, oh wow, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, it's amazing. Right? How do you even set up a TV and on like well, on nice the sidewalk? Day. <laughs> <laughs> but like okay. to that effect, right? Like in that same way, Coves, you yourself with your stream, you run a lot of like Valorant in houses and such, and in a way, that's very much the same as kind of like these grassroots sort of casual runs that people do for the FGC, right? So in some ways, I feel like it's a matter of, maybe is it a matter of the fact that like FGC games tend to be a lot worse online while like maybe specific games that like the ones you play codes are built with the intention of being online entirely? I, I think so. I, I Okay, to be honest, I, I also think like the popularity of Valorant in comparison to a lot of other games, like I, I really can't comment too much on the FGC community because I don't know that much about them, to be mm-hmm. honest. But I, I think like with with the idea of like FPS shooters, right, like having Valorant there, it's extremely popular uh, amongst a lot of people with Riot, you know, backing it, etc. So I think so, with such a, a wide community coming over to watch Valorant, it kind of it, it makes it a little different, I guess you could say. But 
I think with like the FGC mm-hmm. community and with Valorant and et cetera, it's just, it's really awesome. Like bringing like-minded individuals together. And if you're passionate about FGC fighting games, et cetera, uh, then, you know, you're going to want to become enveloped into a community such as like the FGC community. And likewise, if you're interested in getting better in Valorant or learning about Valorant, et cetera, you're going to be watching like a Valorant streamer trying to ask questions, et cetera. And I think that that goes twofold. Whereas like, and, and I, I'm just bringing it back to the Reddit thing really fast mm-hmm. in Reddit. You can't really watch anyone play a game and ask questions live, right? Like there's no way yeah. you can do that. You can ask questions. Sure. sure but there's, there's no way you can watch someone live, see what someone's doing. And then boom, like instantly ask questions. So I think that's like the main differences, but yeah, sorry, I can't comment too much on the FGC or speed runs because I don't watch that stuff too much. Sure. Yeah. So I guess then more so that I guess in comparison, like Twitch maybe is kind of more like, maybe potentially it's just that it's kind of like a facilitator thing. Like, like you were mentioning Coase, you stream every day and kind of such, right? Mm-hmm. These FGC events, they don't happen every day. They happen more sporadically. They're, they're tournaments, they're big events. Same thing with like speed running things. So maybe in that regard, Twitch has offered the more, you know, in a sense, one-on-one aspect, right? It's kind of like the whole meet your heroes idea, right? We know like big streamers tend to be like these big professionals on the competitive scene and things like that uh, anyway. So it's kind of the filling gap for that same, you know, live interaction, one-on-one kind of ordeal where you get to, you know, talk with the people in your community, same way you would when you get into those, you know, in-person events. But the Twitch stream Let's you do that on a more daily basis, maybe. Yeah, I think I agree with that, Eric. Um, and there is overlap. I think you can have both streaming and then it, obviously some FGC games are very popular um, on Twitch. Yeah. And so to that effect, it's kind of like, um, you know, Sung had mentioned in her opening about herself that she started streaming last year. So for both of you, what got yourselves involved with streaming and Cobes, I know for you as well, like you mainly started during the uh, pandemic as well. So like what really got you to want to involve yourself with Twitch and during the pandemic and such? Was it because of that same kind of concept where it's like, hey, we're looking for that social interaction and that mixed in day to day, like live kind of uh, interpersonal interaction and such? Um. So during the pandemic, I just had a lot more time. Um, it wasn't like <laughs> that I was feeling l- lonely or like looking for friends or anything. Like just, I was, I just had a lot more time. So I just kept on playing TFT so much. Um, just like so many hours a day was dedicated <laughs> to TFT and okay. I was actually climbing and, um, and my friends like, knew that I was getting better and they were like hey you should start streaming and I've always like kind of thought about it but like I never had a PC and so it like if I did start streaming it would just be a big investment um Mm -hmm. but then um thankfully to my boyfriend Mr. Turtle um he offered to build me a PC and I was like hey this can like I can actually stream and this can actually like be something and and so then just like from like people telling me, hey, you should stream and then me having nothing to do. Um, I was I was like, hey, if I'm playing TFT anyway, might as well try streaming it. Um, so then that's how it started. Okay. So it was like, I guess uh, there's some underlying motivation there to share your experience of like climbing the ladder mm-hmm. with others. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think nice. I think for me, um, I was always a big Summit 1G fanboy. Uh, if you guys know, he's a big oh, nice. streamer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I used to follow his career ever since Justin.tv. Before, <laughs> before Twitch, wow. Justin.tv. That's an old name. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's I, where I that, started. Yeah, that's OG. Yeah. yeah, so I used to watch him all the time, and I was like, wow, this looks really fun. But like pairing what Sung said, time was always a big thing for me because I had a full-time job and everything. So I was like, I don't have time to actually do this. Uh, I had to drive into work. My commute's about an hour one way. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I really don't have time to stream, but I've always wanted to. Um, once the pandemic hit, same with Sung, I started back in April. Uh, it was like, well, you know what? This has always been one of your dreams and passions. So it's like, if there's ever a time to start, you're working from home. You have like, you have nothing really to do except work, <laughs> and then you're you're not in the yeah. car for two or three hours. So not why don't, going anywhere? <laughs> exactly. So why don't you spend the two to three hours that you would normally be in the car and spend it streaming? And then for there, kind of, you know, it kind of took off, and you're you're just. You're living one of your your true dreams out, I think, at least for me. And uh, yeah, that's what keeps me motivated, keeps me going. Nice. It reminds me of that quote that's like, uh, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. And the second best time is today <laughs> in that <laughs> if you've always wanted to do that, like Ooh, might as well just I like do that. It. I love sure. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, I guess an ex- as an extension of that, you know, a lot of people, they get into it, but like, Clearly, you all stay with it. Do you feel that your community that you all either found or built really had a large part to play in that regard? Yeah. I, I mean, I think I think friendship is a big motivating factor. Um, people coming every For single you day. specifically or like in general? Uh, okay. So I, I think there's like a differentiation between like, Obviously, smaller streamers and bigger streamers. I think smaller right. streamers are more attuned to every single person in their community, how they are. Like, if someone doesn't show up in my community for a week, you're going to be like, is everything okay? Oh, you know, yeah. like on the side. <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, bigger streamers, a lot of the times they don't have the opportunity to really get to know people on a personal sure. basis. So I would say... I would say to a lot of smaller communities, that's that's 100, 100% correct, where you're kind of developing relationships with people on the side, friendships on the side, et cetera, and then just getting to know people a little bit better. So that does, mm-hmm. I, I would say that is a motivating factor in keeping you going. But at the same time, it all depends like on that one word, once again, time, right? <sighs> if you have the yeah. time to stream, you know, you can stream. If you don't have the time to stream, if you're, you know, if, your life outside is taking over then you know so be it you know Mm -hmm. I think that I can really speak of about that because I kind of stopped streaming regularly um I only stream like like once in a while um when I have time because um so I'm in school and it's like been super busy recently and I want to like really focus on that rather than streaming because doing both is just like too much. Um, yeah, that's fair. But but even then, like I like even though I don't stream as much anymore, like I'm still trying to keep up my friendships that are the most important to me from streaming. Like 
like that's like that's like the most important takeaway that's what i mean um and i still like try to keep up with everybody on discord and just try to like hang out on on discord as much as i can um and like coves like i i try to pop into your stream like once in a while and like <laughs> we can i like it's really nice because we can like always pick up where we left off and like oh, that nice. kind of friendship is the most important to me not really like that yeah I don't, okay yeah that aspect yeah. is i think it's best. really mm-hmm. cool how you've been able to kind of extend that beyond just uh people tuning into the live chat where uh with like the friendships you're still friends just on discord now and i think that probably speaks to how well you guys can communicate uh through a one-way broadcast feed mm-hmm. yeah and for that aspect and javon maybe you can speak more to this as well but mm-hmm. it's like once you're kind of building and in this kind of community, it's like with any community, right? Like a Twitch streamer community is kind of just like, yeah, it's kind of centered around the idea of maybe the streamer themselves and some of the people in it. But like like anything, it's that's any community, right? Uh, like any game genre community, whatever. You go there with a shared interest, you find people with shared interests, you create friendships, and that's how those communities build because, you know, humans are very social based creatures and we tend to seek like-minded individuals like psychologically speaking and mm-hmm, such mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know that the concept of like the opposites attracts is actually not true like we seek those who are similar so these aspects of hey even if the person's not streaming you've created this link with them same way like Cope said like if you stop going to an event that you usually go to all the time that people see you at they're like hey like what happened you know your friends will check in on you kind of thing yeah, having that long-term mm-hmm, mm-hmm. friendship sounds really supportive. Yeah. yeah. So do you have any mm-hmm. thoughts on that, Javon? I think it's fairly interesting in which uh, the research so far definitely notices that the the way Twitch um, has blossomed into such a growing interest is based off the fact that, you know, people have always been interested in watching others do particular actions. And before Twitch was a thing, we already had folks trying to watch others um, or play games vicariously through others, whether it be just being in person if you can or borrowing games. So to be able to just watch someone and interact with them in this new platform definitely lends itself to a different kind of discourse that people love to be a part of, as in it sounds from the both of your YouTube's experiences, you not only play games, but in essence, it's like you're playing games with friends also in the background. And mm-hmm. that, true. especially during the pandemic, having that kind of social interaction is is quite um, compelling to to have. And I wonder for the for the two of you, we talk about maintaining friendships that you have fostered through twitch but how do you also manage your own community space so do you all have a particular uh practice put in place to you know make sure that certain kinds of people don't spew certain kinds of language or forms of toxicity to ruin the dynamic of the twitch environment that you worked so hard to do uh, yeah, or how do you address toxicity in general? 
yes. if somebody is toxic. So for me, there's a couple of things like as far as like vulgarity and stuff. I'm I'm kind of fine with that because <laughs> I I cuss occasionally <clears throat> on stream, but um, yeah. <laughs> one like for me, it's kind of empowering and entrusting my mods. Um, the moderators, you know, my moderators and are very very close to me. Some of the one of them's my best friend uh, in real life, and really they know what people can say and can't say. And for the most part, we've been very lucky to have a community that's really non-toxic i know it's like a a common theme where like people will make jokes to me and and uh make fun of me for certain things and we all know that that stuff is okay like there's no problem Mm -hmm. with that and it's just kind of playing around um as far as toxic people though if there's anyone who is intentionally trying to impede the progress of the stream impede what's going on in the stream uh for me it's just a simple ban it's just remove them from the process um and uh, we haven't had too many individuals who have done that. So uh, hopefully <laughs> hopefully we can continue on and not have those problems. But uh, I don't know if it's any different for you, Sung. Um, yeah, no, same. I, I feel really lucky to have a great mod team, including Coves and Eric <laughs> in there. <laughs> Um, we have great communication. Like if anything happens, we have a mod channel on our discord, um, just discussing, um, whether a person should be like monitored or banned. Um, and they're just really great with communicating, um, what, when like, if the person is banned, ask like why they're banned, just, mm-hmm. yeah, just really good communication it- and yeah. Uh-huh. Cobes, it sounds like you're relatively you don't no, you don't really have too much qualms banning people. Soon, do you also feel that like, hey, if someone's being toxic, just get them out? Um, is there more? Not that that's like a bad thing or a good thing, but do you do you also find it like easy to kind of just do that, and just kind of clean the community quickly? I do think that they should be banned, but I think that they should. From what I learned from experience, you should give them an explanation for why they were banned or else they'll just start bothering all of your mods, all of your viewers. Like, hey, why was I banned? Why was I banned? And it'll just affect more people than you think. Like you think just banning them, they'll be gone forever. But no, they'll (laughs) just bother everybody that you know. Um, (laughs) So so I always like um, give an explanation, ban them, and then just... Have that oh, be yeah. done. And I guess usually they don't push back if you at least give them something. Yeah, yeah. If you give them something, they won't push back. But it, it depends on the person. But I think right. that is the best way to do it from experience. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But nice. um, very luckily, I, I haven't like lot- had too many toxic people. It's just a couple. And feel I feel very lucky for that. Yeah. I think the, yeah. the community is really great. Yeah, I feel like that concept of Given an explanation is kind of because uh, I feel like people in general have a tendency to, to want to put like reason and things like that because uh, to like everything because we're just that way with the way our right our nature you is. want justification yeah that that kind of closure so mm-hmm. that's I think that's pretty smart to like at least always have a reason prepared for that mm-hmm. um, but. I, I suppose, like, my next question is kind of like, I've noticed, you know, you all have mentioned things like your discords and things like that. Do you feel like having a discord and, and such are 
integral parts of being part of a community beyond just necessarily the Twitch stream? Like, do you feel like that's important or can your community kind of just exists only within the space of the stream? Do you think it's absolutely necessary to like have oh, those yeah. kinds of tools and such or have that sense of community beyond just your streaming hours and such? Oh yeah, I want to give a shout out to Cope's Discord because it is amazing and there's so much interaction on it every single day everybody is like good morning happy birthday good night oh nice let's watch a movie (laughs) 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 it's just it's so active and it's so organized and like all the roles and just like yeah, it's just okay. really good. Cobes, uh, <laughs> what's the secret to your success? Uh, if you don't mind me asking. Uh, okay, well, okay. Uh, first off, Sung, um, your Discord was the inspiration for how I created the Discord. Just like to be 100% honest with you. You did a great job <laughs> nice. with yours as well. But you uh, like one-upped me. Or like so, <laughs> like so many levels. You like went above and beyond. You took mine and then like... Just I, I'm gonna say that it wasn't me, it was Jess Coos. Shout out Jess Coos for helping me with the Discord. <laughs> um, but okay, so uh, to answer Eric's question though, I think the Discord itself is an excellent way to to keep people um in the community as far as like you get to for me, for instance, I'll share pictures that I won't even share on Instagram or whatnot. And I'll be like, hey, you know, like, this is what's up. Like, this is what I had for dinner tonight, you know, like, whereas like, you don't want to, you know, make all your social media uh, posts about like the food that you eat, right? But also like the food that I ate or whatever, and we could like talk about it. I think it's a great way of interacting with your chat off stream. Um, Also, I think it's a great way of communicating because there's voice channels. So like, if you want to play games outside of your stream with your chat or whatnot, I think it's a really great way of just interacting, keeping people motivated and keeping people entertained, even when you're not streaming. I think it's it's a it's an awesome place to be. And people find others to play games with in Discord. Mm, and nice. I think that's that's uh that I mean, and that's pretty much the biggest reason why I became a streamer was because I wanted to bring people together because I when you whenever you're playing like a multiplayer game. Sometimes your friend, your real life friends aren't on. So like, are you going to play a multiplayer game by yourself? Sure. But it's always more fun to play with other friends. And I think like right. with Sung's community, uh, my community, et cetera, and how we kind of blossomed into a bigger community. Um, it's really great because there's always someone playing a game that you can be like, hey, you want to play? And you know, like they're a good person, they're entertaining and they're funny and they're chill. So uh, all that together, I mean, that's always going to make for a better multiplayer experience, in my opinion. Okay. Do you see in your guys' experience, and inter- I assume you you kind of touch on other communities beyond just the two of yours, uh, do you see things from other circles where you're not a huge fan of, I guess, how people interact or do you or ways which the streamer kind of handles things that you're you don't think is a super positive effect? Um, I, I'll say that like, I may not agree with how some people like, you know, like flirtatious streams. Like I, Mm. I, I I may not necessarily agree with it, but to me, I'm like, 
to each their own. Like if they want to do that, if that's their grind, then that's their grind. That's fine. Like that's just not going to be the atmosphere that I employ, you know? So I, even though I'm like, you know, I could personally never do that. When I see other people doing it, I'm cool with it. Like completely cool. Okay. It just more of a recognition of like a different type of communication. Yeah. It's a different type of style. Helps you define how you want to lead your own. Exactly. It's a different type of style. Exactly. Okay. Coach, you said like some streamers are doing this kind of thing where it's like the the community and like in a sense the culture of that stream is to be very like flirtatious and doing these kinds of things. Like, do you think that for both of you, do you think that your streams have a sort of specific like shared aspect or a sort of culture to them? Is there anything that you can define in that same way that it's like, hey, it's a flirtatious kind of stream or whatever or would you say there's like a sort of defined theme for your streams and such? Well, I'd say I take off my shirt when I'm... Tr- no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just went on this flirtation vibe and now I'm taking off my shirt. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I would say for me, at least, it's just good vibes. Be enjoying the game and not taking it too seriously. I think that's the general vibe that I've tried to create um, throughout my streams is that like, I I know that people aren't necessarily watching me because I'm the best at the game. You know, like, like Erica touched on earlier, there's professionals who are really good at the game and who they can learn from better, you know? But what I add uh, to my stream is by personality, right? It's, just relaxing, chilling out after a long day work and just hanging out and vibing with the community. And I think that's kind of the main uh, theme of mine is just relaxation and laughs. I agree. I agree. My community's like has the same culture, which is why we kind of have the same people in our community. <laughs> just, uh, Makes people, sense. Yeah. <laughs> people that just like to chill and play games. Yep. Yeah, cool. because in a sense, some sort of like, so, no, some sort of like diversity. People from all walks like of life, right? Sorry? People from all walks of life. Is that what right, you're Yeah, because say? It, it's like everyone's unique and, and such in their own respect, but there's still those those commonalities. But like, how, now how do those differences also really make for a unique experience? Because, you know, relatedly, like, like different people well and like in valorant right people who tend to maybe play a little more aggressive maybe want to play like a agent an agent like reyna or phoenix or someone and people who are a little more like help no maybe a little less aggressive like more like passive maybe they want to play someone like sage and you see that kind of stuff kind of show up in your community sometimes maybe like do you feel like yeah i think there's two layers to this in my opinion in that there's there's a distinction in different like personalities and how people enjoy communicating which i think relates more closely to like a play style of the characters you choose but then um the other segment of that is being inclusive of people from all sorts of backgrounds and natures i think on that front uh, a lot of that responsibility does fall on the kind of head person of the community in this case being the streamer because uh, i know last episode when we talked about the speed running community steven mentioned how a- agdq 
or I guess games done quick, um, AGGQ is one iteration of that. They almost act as like kind of a governing body of when people have issues of like not being accepted for who they are, or maybe there are other drama things that pop up. The having like a centralized kind of governing entity is helpful to make sure that, hey, you could have different people with different personalities and different communication styles, but we should always... Uh, make sure that we're being inclusive to everyone and not really ex- like keeping gatekeeping people out for identity related reasons. Yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go. go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to say that, like, yeah, everybody is included, and like, I mean, like how I treat people in real life, I don't like exclude anybody so i don't see why like on twitch on twitch you would need to exclude anybody and like even people on twitch are like even the types of people that you meet are even more different than you would meet in in real life and so like i mean unless like anybody is like bothering anybody or like affecting Mm -hmm. anybody in a negative way that i then yeah every everybody is included and yeah i think it's i think it's really fascinating um because when you when you create a twitch community you don't think that so many people from canada from uh the netherlands from australia you don't think (laughs) that this many people are going to tune in to watch you like a california guy like you just don't and the amount of different personalities and the amount of different cultures that you kind of learn about over time like you kind of learn about, you know, the foods that they eat, what they're up to, like the 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 different political problems going on uh, in mm-hmm. their nations or whatnot. It, it's really it's it's really fascinating because I feel like I have so much more of a global perspective on the world than I did prior to streaming. Oh, um, because I I never talked to anyone from Italy, for instance. I never <laughs> I visited yeah. Italy and I was like blown away by the amount of English that people spoke there. I knew nothing about their culture other than they have good <laughs> pasta. So uh, now from meeting people in our community who are from Italy and just learning about where they're from, like what they like to do for a living, etc. It, it's it's so fascinating and it's so cool and I feel like I have so much of a global more global perspective on the world. And just to pair that off really fast, like that goes with just the nation too, because like, you know, a couple of months ago, our nation was so polarized in politics, whether you're a Trump supporter or you're a uh, Democrat, it, it either or like, it seemed like almost seemed like you couldn't conversate with the other side, whatever side that may yeah. be. And it was really cool to see that, like, even, you know, it did, didn't matter who you supported once you got into a Twitch call, a Twitch chat. You could just vibe out on games and not talk about politics, not talk about how the world is going to, you know, burn or whatnot. So it was really cool and really reassuring to be like, hey, there are people from all walks of life who, you know, will put stuff aside and just vibe out and enjoy. You know, it was really mm-hmm. reassuring to see all that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I think the power of Twitch being a global entity is really cool and something that wasn't possible um, prior to the proliferation of a lot of the internet based uh, communities. So I guess if you guys saw people that were maybe starting to stream um, or people who might, maybe they've been streaming for a while, but 
are not super knowledgeable about how to maybe manage a community or what the best tools are or things to keep in mind when facilitating the a good community growth. Do you guys have any, I guess, advice that you think might be helpful or were there things that you wish you could have told yourselves when you uh, started streaming like last year or um, even earlier? Um, I would say like for a lot of people starting out, I feel like they should really interact with their chat more. Like don't just say hi, just like really get to know the people in your chat because like some of them could be like really cool people and could end up being a mm. really good friend. And like, for example, when me and Coles first started, like we, we met each other like since the very beginning. And like if if we didn't like talk to each other, then like I don't think we could have like created such like a, a wonderful community like together. And um so I think like interaction with your chat and also um like showing support to people in your chat and just like to other small streamers too, because this community is made up of small streamers. So showing support, um, like, can really help you make more friends and grow your community. And, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to, to just couple along with what Sung was saying. Yeah. Like, I, I think understanding, like, what do you have to bring? If you're a newer streamer, understanding what do you have to bring to the game that's different than other people, right? And I had to think about that question when I first started streaming because it's like, do I really want to focus on trying to be as good the game as I can? Sure, that's a plus. But like I mentioned earlier, there are better people out there who are also streaming. So it's just trying to figure out what your strengths are as a person, as an entertainer, and applying that to your craft. And uh, coupling with what Sung said, yeah, like we met literally through just networking, talking, and then we developed a friendship over time and we brought so many other streamers in. So don't ever be afraid to just conversate with your audience. And then the third would just be Discord. I think Discord is a really important step into everything. And it really integrates your chat into all your different passions. Like in my Discord, I incorporate sports into that. I incorporate anime into that. I incorporate clips if people want to show their clips off. I mean, it's just really cool way of getting to know your your uh, chat, mm-hmm. your audience, your friends uh, a lot better uh, on a more mm-hmm. personal level. So, mm-hmm. nice. and like, I think- oh, um, and like also other than playing games, like Hope said, you can like incorporate other th- parts of life that you're interested in too, like like sports for Coves, and then. For me, like I started connecting with people um, because I met more Cantonese speaking mm-hmm. people yeah. um, that I don't, I only oh, know nice. like one or two, like in real life that I talk to. But then on online, there were so many Cantonese speaking people. We like really com- created a community and like we watch like Cantonese movies together, play games in Cantonese. And like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like connected in that way. And <laughs> Yeah, I agree with the with the Discord thing. You can really do a lot on on Discord. Like it's like Twitch is not only limited to games, but it's anything that you're interested in <laughs> yep. talking nice. about. And then Eric and Javon, are do you guys 
think you would like to see things come from uh, either other people's in whose communities you're in, or maybe like at the high end, like other stuff related to community management and growth from like the summit one G's of the world that you guys would like to see. For sure. I think Twitch is an amazing platform. Uh, it's kind of like YouTube in a lot of way that allows people to give um, like space to enjoy not only the company of others, but also to express themselves in different ways that they may not be able to really showcase uh, offline. So I definitely am a big fan of different kinds of initiatives that are trying to utilize their platforms for counter narratives, such as there's a group out of Europe called Black Girl Gamers. They've been around for a little bit of time now, and it's a, a space not just for black women in particularly, but as long as you are aware of the overall issues uh, that black folks um, have when participating a part of gaming culture. And if you fundamentally understand that, then you can uh, be a part of a community that is supposed to be this kind of like safe space for folks to do what other people are doing on a normal basis, which is talking, laughing, having fun, uh, surrounding games. So nice. I'm without the fear of like getting ostracized. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think in, in some ways, uh, you, one doesn't necessarily have to have like a goal in mind that I want my stream to be, you know, uh, diverse and inclusive. I think that naturally will come all depending on how you want to portray yourself. So your authentic self, your presentation of self, Mm -hmm. as well as what kind of community that you want to foster and what kinds of limits you set within that community. So people are aware here are the rules and regulations when interacting with this community uh, that refers to, you know, forms of toxicity, however you want to define that, just as long as you yourself are trying to foster a positive space for all to be included. Mm. And I think if people pay attention to uh, that particular aspect of just fostering community, I think Twitch is a prime spot for people to feel uh not only a part of something, but they themselves too can probably foster their own smaller community as well, all around having positive interactions, playing games. So I think I agree with most of that, mm-hmm. but like certain aspects about it, I kind of disagree with like with how you said that you don't need to have a specific goal in mind. I, I don't think that any streamer should do this, but technically if streamers wanted to create a sort of very like a space or a community for people like-minded them, right? Where they, where the whole point of this community is that you exclude others of this kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. thing. It, it's kind of the same sort of uh, psychology behind, you know, those big high cost country club. Kind of thing. It's you keep out the low end people for a status reason in a sense mm-hmm. there, there is potential for that. So I feel like, at any point, you're generally going to have to have a sort of like 
idea what you want your community to be, whether that is quote unquote all inclusive or non inclusive or things like mm-hmm. this. You're you know, you're going to have that because you know it, uh, like also Reza, you had slightly mentioned things like just now for a small bit about like how it, it'll be like oh if you don't fit the mold you'll be reprimanded that nah, kind of thing. Yeah, like an odd parallel I see with like any growing community, right? Because in a way, like this is going to be a really whack-ass nasty comparison. So forgive me if this sounds really wrong, but like, it's kind of like creating a cult. Because if you think about it, right? Cults (laughs) are basically this really overly extreme community. They take everything to the extreme. However, like on a very like surface level, it's just another community, right? You, uh, You find people who are like-minded and then how like coves and you know, soon said what not like when cult, no when cults like indoctrinate people like they get to know <laughs> the people like they know they go in and like seriously focus and like laser point precision like hey we're learning about you we're learning about all your problems yeah. making you feel part of a group they remove that loneliness they now they find those common aspects they dive into that on you it's a very similar process you know Again, cult being the extreme, but in general, I think like a lot of the same psychological tools are used. Like you're you're finding common ground, you're getting to know the people on a more one-on-one basis. You're building that interpersonal connection and fostering that interpersonal relationship. And by building those one-on-one pieces, which each individual with the streamer at their core, it creates this sort of common ground point for everyone else to start building those same connections with each other. And that's where those communities grow. But in a way, you still have to have like, what is a goal point, right? Like, what kind of community do you want? What is it that you're trying to offer? Like, like Copes, as I said, like, he wanted to create a chill vibes kind of thing. Sundubu wanted to find other Cantonese streamers. You find that point and you branch out and make those connections. And that's what makes your stream stand. And I personally think that's what I enjoy the most out of watching, you know, Sung and Cobes and other small time streamers is that because they're small time, they're more focused on that community. I don't feel that same connection to when I watch someone like Summit 1G or, you know, Ammunition or uh, like Ludwig or you know, whoever, right? Because I don't feel like I know them. They'll say hi to me and like give a response to my question sure but they won't get to know me i feel like if i need to go talk to coves or no no soon about something that is bothering me i will be heard i will be no, no, met because i feel a part of the group and that sense of belonging which people tend to generally seek out you know in general as a important part of like our core psychological needs that feels met in these in these small communities and then i think that kind yeah. of idea focused more for like, you know, big streamers would be a more concrete way to make their streams even better. Cause there's already, a yeah, reason for I, th- I think I agree that having some uh, amount of direction can definitely be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think like, it's like as soon as I see the big or, streamer that I was watching, not playing the games that, <laughs> that I shared with them, I didn't care anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you going to say something soon? Oh, yeah, because, like, that's why, like, small streamers are very attractive to people because, like, you can actually talk to them and they'll talk back to you. And, like, 
like big streamers, you can't form that same connection. So like no matter how small you are, like you'll still have people watching your stream because people people like that kind of interaction. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, cool. Do you guys have any, I guess, the final thoughts before we close up? Um, no. <laughs> thank right. you. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to thank say you thank for, you. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank, thank you both for joining us. It's really great having you all. Be sure to check out both their streams. Uh, we'll put their links in the description. But verbally, it's Cobes33. How Twitter. do you spell Cobes? It's Q-Q-O-B-E-S 33 cool. uh, on Twitch. And Sundubu is S-O-O-N-G-D-U-B-U at mm-hmm. Twitch. Again, you'll find it now. links in the description. Definitely check them out. Nice. And yeah, that'll be it from us. I'm Reza, a.k.a. Sprintspeed. I'm Javon, a.k.a. J. Stoney. I'm Eric, a.k.a. Hysteric. And then thanks, Cobes and Sungdabu. For coming on board. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye.